Good evening and welcome to another Good Old Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. A theme question for the meeting tonight may well be something along the lines of Are you weary? Well, it's that time of year again, isn't it? Halfway between our summer holidays and Christmas, the weather, in the UK at least, is turning colder. We've had to put our heating systems on at home, at work and in our army halls. The trees have turned that wonderful myriad of colours between yellow, red and brown. And we've all pulled our winter coats out of the wardrobe. Oh yes, it's definitely autumn out there, friends. And with it, for me at least, always comes a sort of mental weariness. As if we just can't wait for this period of a few weeks to pass and Advent to start. Never mind the endless Christmas caroling that goes with that. Well, our opening song gives us an answer to the problem, for it starts by asking that very question. In your heart of hearts, are you a trifle weary? It is, of course, one of those great songs provided by the geniuses of Generals Gowans and Larson. It was number 244 in our last songbook, but rather surprisingly, it was omitted from the new one, despite its great popularity and a second verse that, more than most we have, speaks directly about living in a modern world that's almost totally devoid of Christian values. Is your mind mixed up and are your thoughts in turmoil? Are you tired of fighting? Are you sick of wars? Would you like some peace instead of inner conflict? If you want it. It's yours. Let's join with the cast recording of Glory then and sing this great song together. If you want it, it's yours.
thank you for that good sing there. And I know many of you would have been clapping your hands in just the right places too. As we pray this evening, I'd like us to turn to song number 50. In itself, this is a kind of song of praise, written many years ago by the Reverend Christopher Wordsworth. Now, he was the nephew of the famous English poet of the same name. So let us ponder these words as the International Staff Band play the hymn tune arrangement, Troit. O Lord of heaven and earth and sea, to thee all praise and glory be. How shall we show our love to thee, who givest all? For peaceful homes and healthful days, for all the blessings earth displays, we owe thee thankfulness and praise, who givest all. Thou didst not spare thine only son, but gavest him for a world undone, and freely with that blessed one thou givest all. For souls redeemed, for sins forgiven, for means of grace and hopes of heaven, Father, all praise to thee be given, who givest all. And Lord, this evening we do thank you for all your good gifts to us. The gift of love, the gift of family, the gift of children, the gift of peace where we live. We thank you that over the last few months we've been able to start meeting together in our core for worship again. And the joys and the blessings that that gives us week by week. For the encouragement of others. For a handshake that so many of us have missed or even a hug. 
And Lord, this evening as we come to you, we want to give you all of our worries. We want to give you our weariness and our tiredness and ask you to take them away. Fill us with your joy. Fill us with the love and vibrancy of your Holy Spirit so that we may each be effective witnesses for you everywhere we go, at school, at work, in the streets, in the supermarkets, wherever it might be. Use us, Lord, to bring other people closer to you. Be with us as we worship together this evening. Be with us in our singing. Be with us in our praying. And particularly be with us as we offer back to you our hearts in renewal. Hear all our prayers, Lord. Amen. Well, if my introduction to the meeting seemed a little bit moany, whinging would be the word used in our household, then there was good reason. It was to introduce the theme of the meeting, yes, but also to throw into sharp contrast an aspect of Christian life that I've been trying very hard in recent years to add a bit more of to my own life. That being the ability and willingness to count my blessings. So, let's sing now song number 909 in the songbook. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, count your blessings, name them one by one. So let's join together again with the International Staff Songsters as we sing this great old song in Richard Phillips' wonderful stride arrangement. Count your blessings. Oh 
by now that at this point in my meetings, I'd usually like to include a song from the singing company. Well, this week we're going to have a change. The band are going to sing to us instead. And it's a song specially chosen from way back in the archives for a meeting such as this one. From the pen of Ernest Rance and a favourite from many of the old Gems 5 book, this one is Not Weary Yet. there to the Brisbane Divisional Fellowship Band for reminding us of that song. I bet a lot of you were singing along. Well, if one visiting section wasn't enough to keep you happy this evening, we're now going to be joined by the members of the East London Youth Chorus from a few years back. And they're going to sing to us another song that stays well within our theme for this evening. I heard the voice of Jesus say, Come unto me and rest. 
And this is that beautiful setting that we're going to use together by Len Ballantyne. Bible reading this evening is taken from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12 and verses 1 to 3. This passage is preceded by another great chapter, 11 of course, in which the writer lists a whole load of heroes of the faith. Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, oh, and many more, whose wonderful stories we can read about in the Old Testament. And these are the great cloud of witnesses to whom he refers in verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. 
Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So don't grow weary then. That's what the Bible says. Trust in God and never lose heart. We've come this far by faith. So let's go on into the future undaunted. Portsmouth Citadel Songsters there with that great song. We had quite a family contribution on that recording, in fact. I was playing piano, my sister Ruth was the soloist, my son Morgan the drummer, and another son and my mum were amongst the singers. So many good memories there. And what a great song. Now, my message this evening was originally written for a meeting at my current call, Lincoln that was led by songster leader Malcolm Andrews. And so it's his thoughts that I'll be sharing with you in a moment. 
In the meeting that Malcolm led, it was preceded by making reference to another song. In this case, George Matheson's O oh Love That Wilt Not Let Me Go. And that's another song, of course, that mentions resting our weary souls in the Lord's hands. And Malcolm shared with us the story behind how this song came to be written. George Matheson was born in Glasgow in 1842, the eldest of eight children. And excelling at school, he entered Glasgow University, studying classics, logic and philosophy. He graduated with first-class honours when he was 19, but just as he was finishing his studies, it was discovered that he was going blind. Unfortunately, nothing could be done, and it would eventually result in total blindness. George had met and fallen in love, and they were planning on getting married. But on telling his fiancée of his condition, to his sadness she replied, I do not want to be the wife of a blind man. And with that, they parted. But despite all this, he resolved to enter the ministry, and he began his ministry in 1868 on the Argyle coast. And in June of 1882, on the evening of his sister's wedding, he recalled the pain of rejection. And it was then that he penned this most famous hymn, O Love, that wilt not let me go. And we're going to hear that song in the arrangement Procession to Covenant by Bandmaster William Himes, played by the Household Troops Band.
when Malcolm addressed our congregation, this is what he said. Have you ever heard or said the following? If I knew then what I knew now. Or have you ever said, when I was your age? <laughs> or, I remember when? Well, I'm not sure at what age anyone would start using these sayings. But it seems to me that as the years go by, they become a part of our vocabulary. This is normal though, isn't it? The older we get, the more memories we have. And I can't help but feel for people who, because of illness, struggle with their memories. Many of us remember having our children. Malcolm then referred to having grandchildren. He is, as well as being our songster leader, my father-in-law. So as well as being that, he's also Sarah's dad, and he's Emily and Bronwyn's granddad. And Malcolm continued, Emily and Bronwyn were on holiday early in the year, and Emily always loved to ring her grandma and granddad in the evening to tell them about her day and what she's been doing. Those, of course, are always recent memories. But overall, our memories are a mixture of joys and sorrows, and varying experiences play a part on who we are today. Very often, something happens to trigger a memory. And that could be a photograph, a telephone call with a friend, or a conversation when it turns to things in the past. Or like me the other day, you see an advert for something. For example, I saw an advert recently I can't remember where it was taking place, but the advertisement said, Saturday morning pictures, 9am to 12 noon. Then there was a list of films, a cartoon and, and a short film and the main feature. The price was £25. On reading this, I remarked to my wife, Carol, that I could remember going to the Saturday morning pictures for sixpence. Well, it's good for us to remember and recall the days past. I've already mentioned Emily's holiday. Mark, while they were away, drove to Newton Abbott, my birthplace, and went to see the home that I lived in. He put pictures on Facebook of Derek and Sarah standing outside of their nanas and granddad's houses, and the comments came flying in. An open house was one. Happy Days was another one. But I think maybe we just have to be a little bit careful when remembering. And I speak to myself here just as much as anyone else. Could there be a risk in remembering that we turn it into looking back and long for those days once again, and in doing so, miss out on what we have now? In looking back, we do tend to miss opportunities and the blessings that God wants to give us today. There is a warning in the Old Testament when we read about Lot's wife. She hasn't a name, she's just described as Lot's wife. She was given the opportunity to escape the judgment upon Sodom and Gomorrah. The reasons I won't go into here, but in Genesis 19 verse 17 we read, Flee for your life, do not look back or stop anywhere on the plain. Flee to the hills, or else you will be consumed. Why then she chose to look back is only guesswork. Was it thinking about the things she'd left behind, the people she knew, 
Was she afraid of what lay ahead? For certainly we do know that she did disobey God and looked back and faced the consequences. You know, I think really it is easier to cling on to what we once had. Somehow we find a comfort zone that suits us. We seem to prefer that than stepping out into the unknown. So what could be the answer to looking forward rather than looking backwards, particularly on the Christian pathway? In Philippians 3 verse 4 we read, Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it on my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. What are the things we need to forget? Past sins, certainly. Things done or left undone that would hinder us? Our fears? Well, these are just a couple of things that would hold us back from going forward. I'm not sure about anyone else listening now, but I'm not one really for looking too far ahead. When I considered a career in nursing, Malcolm said, I filled in all the necessary application forms. I was invited to an interview where I was confronted, perhaps that's the wrong word, a panel of interviewees would be better. I was asked the question, where do you see yourself in ten years' time? Well, I wasn't sure what sort of an answer she was expecting, perhaps hoping that I would say head nurse... For want of a better expression, I was no spring chicken. So the answer she got was, I expect in ten years I shall be near retirement. Was I afraid or not sure of my capabilities? There were three years of study in front of me if I was successful in my application, and that was as far as I was willing to look. But the pathway that we are on in life is full of obstacles and pitfalls, Hazards that can trip us up on life's journey. Fear and doubt and in this pandemic at times isolation. And all these things can at times prevent us from looking forwards and in some cases pull us back. Earlier this year you like me would have been watching the Olympics and then the Paralympics. In the Paralympics my nephew's sister-in-law was taking part in the table tennis tournament. Now, probably, like me, you've marvelled at some of the races and competitions that each competitor took part in, but they all had one thing in common, and that is the finishing line. Athletes have their own race to run, and they have to rely on their own ability, while in team games there are others around to support them. I was watching rugby one day, it was rugby sevens. For those not into rugby, there are normally 15 players in a side. But with only seven players, it becomes a little bit more difficult for each individual. In the match that I was watching, one team had a player sent off for a foul on an opposing player. And then it meant they only had six players. But it seemed to inspire them. And they went on to win the match. So are we, like those athletes, alone on our Christian pathway? Well, our reading from Hebrews 12 certainly gives us some encouragement. 
Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run the race that is before us. I listed some of those witnesses. Moses, Joshua, Abraham, Noah, just to name a few. They ran their race, even with their imperfections, because their hope, their trust was in God. We also have people around us, folk we know or have known, and so often they spur us along this pathway. There's a very old songster song from 1938, and Malcolm commented that that's even older than he is. It was entitled The King's Highway, and it went something like this. Keep along the middle of the King's Highway. Don't turn to the left on the King's Highway. Don't turn to the right on the King's Highway. Just keep along the middle of the King's Highway. And then, of course, that chorus that we still sing today occasionally, travel along in the sunshine on the King's Highway. And I'm sure many of you will know that. A few weeks ago in our service, our captain read this verse. Proverbs 3, verse 6. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. How is this done well? Well, Hebrews 12 gives us the answer in verse 2. Looking to Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. There's no other way but to keep looking at Jesus. And when things do look a little bit bleak and uncertain, when we're a little bit weary and things are difficult, we can take heart from Hebrews 13 verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today and forever. And that's another chorus, isn't it, that we remember singing in years gone by. I also realise that looking too far forward can be difficult when you're going through times of difficulty. It can be hard and just getting through each individual day is enough. But Jesus will always come with peace to us. Is your life being spoilt by all those weary sighs? Blinded eyes, wasted years, doubts and fears. Please remember, you can always come to Jesus or come back to Jesus at any time and he will give you that peace within so that each one of us can truly run the race marked out for us and be the best that we can be in our life and service for him. Once I sought for pleasures bright, yet I turned from heaven's light, blinded eyes, weary sorrow. As I wandered in sin's night Many years I wasted there 
treasure in heaven fair, no proper goal I sense Come to us this evening with your peace. Come to us this evening with your encouragement, so that we may run the race 
with our eyes fixed on you and be the people you want us to be every day of our lives. Amen. Our closing song this evening is one that I'm sure will send us into next week with a spring in our step and a joy and mission within our hearts. Commissioner Harry Reid's stirring words in song number 954 have become one of our great Salvation Army favourites over many years now. And we sing, God's soldier marches us to war. We're going to fill, fill, fill the world with glory. We're going to smile, smile, smile and not frown. We're going to sing, sing, sing the gospel story. We're going to turn the world upside down. Are we? I do so hope you mean what you sing. Because this old world needs turning today more than it ever has done before. And it's up to you and me, brothers and sisters, to do it. If not us, then who will? God bless you in all you say and do for him this week. <laughs> grace, peace and heaven's richest and choicest blessings go with us and remain with us forevermore. Amen.